I'm Marcy Moberg, and this is Tune In with Marcy, a podcast devoted to exploring what it means to reconnect to our intuitive nature. Hey there, and welcome to Tune In with Marcy. I'm your host, intuitive coach, and healer, Marcy Moberg, and I'm so grateful that you are here today. Did you know that I am doing a giveaway? I want to invite you for a chance to win one of three prizes that I'm really excited to give away by participating in a listener survey. So I'm in the process of preparing for season three of the podcast, and I really want to hear from you. Responses in this survey are actually going to directly shape season three this fall and what those episodes include. So for example, let's say that you really want me to do more channeled messages. I shared one last week in last week's episode. If you liked that, then tell me. Or if you want me to invite some of my favorite spiritual friends for a casual conversation together about some important intuitive topics, that can happen too, but only if you ask for it. So here's how to participate and enter to win you can head on over to www.marcymoberg, M-A-R-C-I-M-O-B, is in boy, E-R-G is in george.com forward slash survey. That's www.marcymoberg.com forward slash survey. And complete a short five-minute survey by August 31st. Yes, I promise it's five minutes. It's not a million questions long. I designed it that way on purpose. So those who actually complete the survey will be entered into a drawing with a chance to win one of three prizes. And here's what you could win, which I think are pretty exciting. If somebody somebody whose podcast I was listening to did this, I would definitely enter. (laughs) So here's what you could win. First prize is a one-on-one 60-minute intuitive coaching and healing session with me. This is big because I generally just don't offer single one-on-one sessions, let alone give one away for free. So this is a really big opportunity. Um, A client and fellow coach actually recently told me, no one does quite what you do, Marcy. Um, And she was talking about that in in regards to the power and the depth and the potency of my one-on-one work. And that really meant a lot to me. Whenever I get positive feedback from a client it's always empowering and, and reassuring and kind of, you know, re- lets me know and confirms for me that I'm in my zone of genius. But when I get this kind of a compliment from another co- coach, that to me tells me something big. So I just want to invite you to imagine what new clarity, confidence, and next steps you could create with amazing, very talented expert support. Uh, That's what you get with first prize. Second prize is also pretty amazing. It's a gorgeous gift box of self-care goodies, snail mailed to you. Um, You know, we're all feeling really worn out right now, really worn out. (laughs) I feel like friends I've talked to, family members, clients, um, some of you have written to me from the podcast, we're tired and understandably so. So this gift box is a really nice opportunity to get something in the mail to you um, full of nourishing items to treat yourself and bring a positive boost to your month of September. I think that would be great. I love snail mail and gift boxes are amazing. So, And then the third prize is my favorite psychic clearing room spray, also snail mail to you. I love snail mail. So two of the, two of the options I designed on purpose that way because 
I've been doing more snail mail in my personal life as well. And I'm a really big believer in psychic protection. And this room spay really does the job. And plus it smells amazing. So I know you're going to love it. So isn't that exciting? You could win one of these three things simply by completing a five minute survey. I think that's pretty awesome. So during the first full week of September, I will pick names at random for the drawing and then I'll announce the winners. So for your chance to win and the opportunity to shape season three, head on over to www.marcymoberg.com forward slash survey to complete the survey. Again, it just takes two minutes, or sorry, five minutes and you could win big. It could take you two minutes if you're really fast. Five minutes is my, is my average estimation. <laughs> okay, so this week's episode is a potent redo from season two. I'm sharing this past episode for two reasons. First, this was one of my most popular episodes. People listen to this episode all the time. And yeah, I think it's I think it resonates for a lot of reasons, uh, regardless of what time of year it is or what you're going through. And second, the pandemic has surfaced challenges of comparison and what success is for many of us, just like turned a lot of things on our heads, like, right, like turned career, like, do you go to the office? You're not going to the office. What's happening with the kids? Like everything's just gotten really disrupted. And I think ideas of what we desire and success has really come into question. So as plans get disrupted and new stresses mount, many of us are feeling invited to re-examine our priorities and redefine our goals. So that's part of the reason why I chose to re-air this episode. I don't think I have seen so many announced social media breaks as I have in the last six months. And that's not a coincidence. Ongoing external questions of safety and security haven't really given up as the pandemic continues. And now that we're not able to engage in our social lives in the same way as we did pre-pandemic, many sensitive people are spending way more time in their heads and on their screens. Is this you? Are you spending a lot more time in your head and on your screen? I know I myself have to be careful and mindful not to fall in that trap because even I have found myself sometimes spending more time in my head and in my screens. I think it's just just kind of natural response to where we are right now. And the result of that is that many sensitive people and empaths are feeling lost in the sea of other people's ideas and out of touch with their own. It's like, you know, maybe you have a sense of what your, where your path is taking you and then you kind of get stuck in your head for a while um, or you get stuck in social media for a while, just kind of, you know, lost in uh, endless scrolling and the next thing you know, you're kind of not so sure about your path. You're not so sure about your next steps. You're not so sure about... Uh, where you feel like you're being called. So I hope that this week's episode helps you cut through all of that and is a beautiful, rich dose of recalibration and realignment and brings you back to the very center of who you are and what you most desire along with your path ahead. So enjoy this first episode, sit back. It's, it has a lot of really goodie, really great goodies to offer you. Enjoy. So let's get started. Today I'm talking about 
intuition and success, which I'm super excited about. This is a topic I am very passionate about. It's a topic that comes up a lot in my client work and in my classes over the years of teaching workshops and longer courses with people. Um, Let's talk first about what is success. Um, I love to really look at the etymology of a word because sometimes you can learn some really interesting insights about that. So I looked up the etymology of the word success. Uh, If you want to join me and look at it sometime, you can look at eddiemonline, so eddiemonline.com. And when I looked it up for success, it said the following. So it had like a couple little ditty pieces that I want to share with you. One is that there is the understanding that around the 1530s, there's this idea that success is result and outcome focused. So that's interesting. Uh, when you kind of keep tracing it, according to Edium Online, there is uh, the success comes from this root, this Latin root, where the meaning is an advance, a coming up, a good result, a happy outcome. And then it also can be used for uh, things like uh, follow after, go near to, or or go from, uh, or ascend is another word that kind of comes up. Um, prosper, be victorious. So I'm not going to go through like the whole thing with you, but just to give you a sense, like some keywords that I think are really interesting when I was looking at this to pull out that I want to explore together and... Yeah, that I want to explore together and their relationship, I guess, with success and, and intuition is ascend, be victorious, prosper, and happy outcome. So first thing I thought about was, well, that's interesting, especially the happy outcome piece, because how often does quote unquote success not lead to a happy outcome? And that for me is really uh, the essence of why I want to do this episode today. Has this happened to you? Has it ever happened to you where success, quote unquote, success in one area of your life did not lead to a happy outcome? This has definitely happened to me. This is why I'm here on this podcast. This is why I do the work I do today, because when I was very successful in my early to mid 20s, my discovery was that I, I wasn't actually happy. and But most of all, I would say beyond the word happy, I really felt like I had lost myself along the way. And this deep, uh, this deep, like, dark night of the soul moment crevice in my being really, really taught me later that success does not always equal fulfillment. Most of all, that success defined on someone else's terms does not equal fulfillment, will not likely equal fulfillment. I mean, maybe it could. I'm not sure. I haven't seen that. (laughs) I haven't seen that in my client work, and I haven't seen that in my own life. It might exist, but um, I kind of doubt it, you know, because really success is about defining success on your terms, on your terms personally. And a a sense of fulfillment comes from defining success on our terms for today and tomorrow. So notice how I didn't say success 10 years from now or five years from now. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I I am a big believer in having greater vision for our life and different areas of our life. I, I do really believe having greater vision is important, but I also think we really, really miss the savoring of success in small life, small ways in our life today, right now. I think that that is so underappreciated, under-focused on, under-acknowledged, and, and really it's in the today that intuition lives. Intuition doesn't live like 10 years from now because, I mean, well, that's a more complicated story. <laughs> we could talk about that some other time, the role of the future. Um, but what I want to say, I guess, today is that really intuition lives now. Intuition lives now. Intuition is not about 10 years from now. Because let's say you even get a vision of 10 years from now. I personally perceive that to be like a potential, a potential future. But really the potency of intuition, the potency of being in touch with your own inner voice, your own inner guidance system, the potency of being in touch and in step with your guides and your well ancestors and the powers that support you in your life is in the now. It's in right now. Sounds cliche, but damn, it's true. I'm just going to say that it's true. So before I continue, I really want you to reflect on what does success look like for you today, right now, in this moment, you're listening to this podcast. What does success look like for you in this moment? Maybe what success looks like is Yay, I really wanted to learn. I really wanted to listen to this podcast and I made the space to make that happen. So here you are, and that's your success. Or maybe your success is that uh, you have some, you, you're like drinking some really great juice or tea for your body right now, or you're just, you're doing the act, a simple act of drinking water and, and really taking good care of your body and hydrating it in this moment while you're listening. So that's important. What are you doing today? What are you doing, in fact, right now that has success for you, that is your success? If you have a notebook and pen, maybe write down a list of your personal successes that you have created today, not what you've accumulated over the years, although that's nice too, but really I want you to focus on what have you created today? What are you creating right now? So often we're just really, really focused uh, as a culture on the future and missing the success of today and, and right now. And I think it really causes a lot of suffering and it causes a lot of confusion for us. And also, it just creates a lot of stuckness. It's just, it is a, a definite prescription for stuckness when we're constantly only focused on the vision of the future and not focused on the success of what we've created today in this moment. So if we're going by the roots of the word success, our success, your success needs to empower you to ascend to your soul's delight. In other words, it needs to empower you to prosper in mind, body, and spirit. So what does this mean? In short, I really believe that our success ascends to our soul's delight when our intuition is driving the ship and when our intuition and not our intellect is driving the vision. The intellect is the executor. The intellect is the one that gets shit done. The intellect is the one that plans things and, you know, takes the vision and translates it into action. Super, super useful. The intuition 
is the one that gives us vision, direction, guidance. That's the leader in us. And that's really the part of us that we need to drive the ship, but not the part that's kind of like, you know, driving the vision from what our ego wants, but really from what we're being called to. We're going to talk more about that in a little bit. So if you hop on social media or the interwebs, which I'm sure you do, and if you don't, like, wow, bless you, because I don't know how that could be possible, (laughs) but you probably have a lot more of a centered feeling um, than some of us who for various reasons, because of work and otherwise spend lots of time on the interwebs. But if you hop on social media and the interwebs, you'll find plenty of versions of other people's success. Like there's, there's plenty out there to demonstrate success. And this can be super confusing for highly sensitive people and empaths. And, and I'm one of those people. So, so this has been super confusing for me over the years. And before even social media was like really a thing, there were social expectations, societal expectations from society and culture and family outlining what is and is not success. We've all had them. We've all been imprinted by them. And I personally got lost in those layers and in those other expectations early in my life. And even after I did a huge course correction, you know, way back when in my 20s, I started doing this like huge course correction to go, whoa, I lost myself. Where did I go? What's happening? What do I really like? Where is my call, my heart calling me towards? Um, even after I did this huge course correction and did a lot of inner, really, really deep inner work to kind of clear out these layers of expectations, I need to keep mining that. I need to keep... Uh, tending to that garden of my inner self. I need to keep clearing out the weeds of expectations that continue to try to root themselves in me because they will continue to try to root myself themselves in me because I don't live in isolation. I'm part of a larger organism called, you know, humanity. We all are. And those expectations are part of the systems that we live in. And so we have to do this inner weeding work on a consistent basis. Um, and I've had to really revisit time and time again, what does success mean to me over and over again? And that's changed over time. Not only has it changed over time in the sense of um, having more clarity on where my path is going, but it's also changed over time of what, you know, where my values are and what do I value and how that kind of guides my success. So in fact, this summer, I went through a huge revisit of exactly that. I took two months off of social media to really clear out the the volume of the external world that was feeling super loud for me. And I was, I was just really struggling to hear my inner channel. And I have a very, very, I feel like I have a very strong inner channel. I have very good boundaries in general. <clears throat> Those are two things that I have cultivated for a long time now, but it still it was like, we're just living in really unprecedented times. And somehow everything was feeling like it was reaching like this fever pitch moment. And I was just really struggling to kind of hear my inner voice. And so as I stepped away for two months from social media, uh, one of the biggest moments of clarity I had was that I realized that I, lo and behold, that like inner garden of myself had developed some new weeds 
of other people's ideas of success. They were like slowly, sleuthily, <laughs> undetected, creeping into my unconscious and my subconscious layers of myself. And I, I, I hadn't noticed them. Um, it was time to clean them out. And that's because, you know, we will continue to evolve as beings. We go through different phases of life and we're called towards different versions of success and different versions of ourselves and and we have seasons seasons of life right so i've just kind of completed a, a season of life that was very 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 deeply internally focused i continued you know doing my client work and uh leading programs and doing that but i i really wasn't kind of i wasn't doing the amount of like big outreach let's say big outreaching of really expanding my circle of reach of how I was serving people during that time. And that was really essential. So then once I got, once I started completing that kind of that phase of this really beautiful phase of some really, really deep inner work, I recognized that it's time to kind of start stepping out. And that's for me what 2020 has been slowly building towards. But when I started to recognize this inner call of intuition to say, okay, got it. Now uh, you need to kind of, you're, you're entering a different season. And I looked towards other people's successes of what does it look like to live in a season of outward success that started confusing my own inner channel. So it was really, you know, important for me to recognize I'm in a different season of, of life. And to recognize that I need to redefine what define what that new phase looks like of success on my own terms. So I, you know, really it gave me the, when I reflected on the kind of success I was pursuing at the time, my guide, my guides really gave me the opportunity to really hear how example exemplars that I was looking to or looking up to uh, that have that success live and run their lives. And <laughs> as I listened to different, um, interviews or had the opportunity to be in courses or programs with them, like lots of different opportunities came up for me to be in circles where these people that I admired were. And I got to be honest, their life sounded really hectic, like really, really, really busy. And I felt like these people, these women that I looked up to were always working, not like working hard and like a good putting in the work diligent kind of way. Like, yeah. That is something I, I value and I think is essential to the kind of success I desire in my life I feel called towards. But I mean, they were like, I felt like they were never work, never not working. It's <laughs> the best way I could describe it. And while I admired the powerful work these women are doing, I really value what I call, what I nickname in my household, the, the slow life. Like a, a, a life where there is some spaciousness and some, I, I really do well. I thrive when there's like some pockets of time in my life of just like open, unscheduled spaciousness that I can devote to my spiritual practice, that I can devote to reading and reflecting, that I can devote to just connecting to my husband, to loved ones, like to just be with myself, to be outdoors in nature. I just, I really value spacious, 
unstructured time to slow down and move slowly on purpose. Um, so my soul, you know, at this point is craving a lot more expansion, but I also value the soul life. And so how did those two pieces come together? And this led me to really start weaving what more expansion with a value towards keeping the slow life as part of my ethos would look like. And well, um, you know, it looks different than the success of some of the people I admire. And that's an important distinction because then I stopped kind of looking to them as um, almost like a, a an exact benchmark, we could say, right? But rather instead taking bits and pieces of what they do as inspiration, but rather I'm not, I'm not seeking the exact same success because that's their path and that amount of working seems to work for them but I know it doesn't work for me (laughs) so it's my intuition that really led me to connect these dots and realize that some of the stress I was feeling earlier in the summer was born from this misalignment that I'm talking about and from realigning my inner compass towards a version of success that uh, doesn't require me to relinquish my values Uh, that I hold dear was really important to my recovering and workaholic and perfectionist self. So it's really important to kind of realign my inner compass with what success means to me personally, right here, right now, today. Other people will always have ideas of who we should be, you know, whether it's based, it it can be based on any of our identities, gender, race, sexual orientation, socioeconomic class, you name it, people will have ideas of who or what we should be. So-and-so's, so-and-so's daughter, so-and-so's uh, brother, sister, friend, you name it. Like your, your job title. I mean, people have ideas all the time of like who I should be as an intuitive healer and coach. Um, who I should be when I lead meditation um, classes, et cetera, et cetera. We all, people will always have ideas. And we see this in media messages, even people with the best of intentions in our life, like friends, will sometimes have ideas about what success looks like to us. And sometimes those ideas can be helpful and inspiring, which is when they're like that, great, you know, like use them and and absorb them and enjoy them as medicine. But if they distract us from our path to a point where we feel like we've lost connection with our inner voice, we start to really doubt ourselves, it really starts to erode our self-trust, our self-esteem, then we really need to energetically hand those ideas back to where they came from and recognize, oops, misalignment here. This is getting me off of my inner compass. So my saving grace over the years has been a combination of intentionally very intentionally and diligently developing my intuition through practice and healing my relationship with boundaries. Those two pieces, I personally believe, are essential to highly sensitive people and empaths. Like that for me is like, if you, those are the, like the two buckets to like, to two buckets to take on as new competencies, let's say, because most of us didn't learn them. If you did, if you learned how to, really hear your inner voice, uh, to work with your spirit guides, your ancestors, the powers that are supporting you in your life, and to develop healthy boundaries, 
I want to give you like a slow cap, slow clap, because <laughs> I'm happy for you. But that did not happen for me. <laughs> did not happen for the clients and the students that I work with over the years. You know, and and those are essential. I didn't start that process with you know when I started the process of of really developing my intuition and healing my relationship with boundaries. I didn't start that process with any intention of redefining success on my terms, but it became clear like through osmosis, like naturally through that process that I had to redefine success. I needed to define my success once I finally was in touch with a sense of like a really felt known sense of my sovereign container of my very own self and able to recognize my own inner knowing. So if you are a sensitive person or an empath like me, it's really hard to discern where you begin and where you end. And that means it's really hard to discern what's your success and what is not. Like what is your personal path of success and what is someone else's? It takes a lot of practice. Many of us didn't learn these skills when we were younger, but that's okay because we can totally learn them now. We can learn how to turn in, tune into our you know, channel of our heart, our soul, and our spirit guide team to guide our success. And on these terms, success is no longer defined by society, but rather our personal destiny. And that is 100% unique for every single person. And I don't, you know, I don't really see destiny also as a longer conversation, but as a, as a note for now, I don't really see, or in rare cases, let's say, I don't really see destiny as um, something that is usually like a super, super, super clear, concrete, here's the end point picture for people. I think in rare cases, there are some people that are like that. I haven't met too many, but I've met a few people who say, you know, oh yeah, when I, by the time I was like nine or 15, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I I knew like, this was my role and, and they just like clicked into it and boom, they're just like, were rolling in their destiny from very young age. That was not mine. (laughs) It was like a lot of banging around (laughs) trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, so anyways, just a note about that. You know, it's, I don't see that it's for most people, this really, really super clear picture. It's more like mm, learning how to tune into destiny FM radio, <laughs> personal destiny FM radio and, and tuning in on a daily basis and listening to like, well, what's today's broadcast. And uh, according to today's pro- broadcast, how can I align? And that's more like how destiny works is my sense. So another piece I really want to mention is jealousy. And I have a suggestion for you. Jealousy is a very real thing that many people struggle with, especially sensitives, because of this, like, where, who am I? Where did I go? Where's your success? What's my success? A blurring thing. So the next time you feel, plus, by the way, just as a side note, plus, I feel like our culture really perpetuates jealousy and that could be a longer conversation but I I really feel like our 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 culture perpetuates that 
So the next time you feel FOMO, (laughs) fear of missing out, or you feel like not enoughness, you feel like you're jealous of someone's success, I just want you to recognize that this is what what you're seeing. Well, there's a couple layers here. Number one, what you're seeing is not the whole story. It's not the whole story. I've, I've had people tell me before that they are jealous of the fact that I do the work that I do and I, I do this full time and they're jealous of that, but they don't know the whole story. They don't know like the, you know, the, <laughs> the white knuckled moments of like me sitting at my computer, looking at my bank account in my early years and wondering like, oh, holy shit, how am I going to pay rent or feed myself? Like, how is this going to happen? They weren't there for like, you know, the 14 and 18 hour like work days. Like they, they weren't, they don't know the whole complex story behind the whole thing. There's just like the idea of it. And a lot of times when I talk to people about the kind of work I do, or, or there are people who come to me and feel called to maybe do healing, and then they kind of like baby, baby step, the baby dip their toes into the healing work, they realize like, whoa, this shit is hard. And it has like different challenges in it than I wasn't expecting. Um, that goes to something I want to talk about later. Like following your destiny doesn't equal easy, by the way. Um, so it's all to say, like, we don't really see the whole story behind uh, up, up an image on social media. I feel really blessed because I, I think one of the gifts of my personal work is that I have the pleasure and honor of holding sacred space for people to bring their secret messiness into a sacred container with me and that's safe and they know that their you know quote-unquote secrets are are safe with me of like their inner challenges of their self-doubt of their of the fact that you know maybe they are deeply successful and they feel deeply lost they feel deeply confused about who they are they have what 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 is perceived as a really ideal partnership but inside of the partnership, they feel like they're dying inside. They feel like there's, there's just not an alignment. They feel like they've grown apart, et cetera, et cetera. And so I have this opportunity to know that behind every glossy picture is a much more complicated picture, much more complicated story. We as human beings are super complex and everyone's journey is really, really so multi-layered there's wounding, there's challenge, there's suffering, there's unexpected obstacles. I mean, there's so much that's there that is not, you just, you can't unpack in a single picture. Um, So all of that to say is that when jealousy comes up, recognize that what you're seeing is number one, it's not the whole story. And number two, that is their path and their defined success. So when you're seeing that and you're thinking, you're feeling jealous and you're, you're thinking like you want the same thing, there might be some piece of it that resonates, but like your team, your spirit team, your inner self, your inner voice is showing you like, Hey, there's a resonance here. This piece of this thing is resonance for your path. And that's why you're called to connect to that. But don't get lost in the channel and the frequency of that person's path and their defined success because that's theirs and that's their frequency and that's their guides and you don't want to kind of get mixed up with that because then it gets a little bit confusing 
And then instead, I want you to use it as a beacon from your heart. So anytime you have jealousy comes up, use that as a beacon to come back towards yourself. Like, oh, this is signaling for me to go inside. This is, this is happening because it's inviting me to tune inward, not to get more lost in that person's success, but rather to go, oh, ping, something important is here. So let me tune back into myself and let me see like what about this is inspiring me to get in alignment with my personal success and let their success inspire you and recognize like, damn, they really know what they're here to do and good for them and take it as an opportunity to tune in and reflect about what is your success and what is your unique path. Let's talk about allowing your intuition to lead your success. What happens when you allow intuition to lead your success? Will it be bliss and hashtag all the good things? I mean, sometimes, but also there are likely to be some challenges if I'm just going to be real with you, which I always like to be. After all, I believe we're on earth uh, to learn, heal, grow transform our consciousness i believe earth school is a real thing like we came here we incarnated to to do some some hard stuff sometimes (laughs) and it's hard here so unlike what some a lot of new age people teach i don't believe that following your intuition necessarily leads to ease in fact uh this just This isn't just a belief for me, but it's really evidence that I've seen in my own life and my client work and teaching. But I do know this. I do know that allowing our intuition to lead, allowing our inner voice to be the part of us that leads us forward leads to a version of success that has less regret, resentment, and stuckness and more wisdom born from experience, inner freedom, self-trust, and a sense of authenticity both in ourselves and our relationships. That for cer- that certainly is something that I have witnessed many, many times. So here's the thing. Do you want to be liked or feel free. I'm not saying that to follow your intuition, you need to be like an asshole. Please don't do that. No, don't, don't do that. <laughs> we need to filter all of our actions through an ethical framework, an ethical like value-based framework. I think that's really important. What I am saying is that if you are chasing after being liked at the expense of your inner freedom for an idea of success that's not authentic to you personally, that sounds far more painful for the long term than taking the risk of following your intuition. So what happens when what unfolds when you follow your intuition is different than what you want? rot Like, <laughs> yeah. Again, it's not always easy. I mean, I get asked this question all the time. My clients and students will try to manifest something they want, and then what happens is very different. It's like, well, what gives, especially if they are following their intuition? 
I just want to say hello and welcome to my life. <laughs> uh, this is where I really see that the, the kind of just the simple law of attraction teachings fall short because when we align, we don't always pull in what we want, ego. We draw in what's in alignment with our highest good. Also, sometimes we have a lot of layers of, you know, this is why I think shadow work is so essential. We have a lot of layers that kind of, um, what do I want to say? I don't want to say get in the way, but can, uh, we'd have a lot of layers that influence, let's say, quote unquote, law of attraction. I just think there are some people that are just lucky, to be honest, like, just lucky or um they're maybe bypassing a lot of like maybe they're they're quote-unquote getting what they want on a quote-unquote success level from like a financial or uh, work point of view but their relationships are just shit you know they're they're like sidestepping that really hard work of learning how to be in relationship authentically and in a really healthy way I'm not saying everybody's like this, but I'm saying I've, I've seen versions of that. And that's why I think, you know, the law of attraction fails because we really do have to do this, the inner work. We need to do the shadow work of recognizing that there's a lot of layers that impact how things happen in our life. There's uh, the layers of ancestral trauma, intergenerational wounding, transgressions. There's the layer of past lives where there are woundings and transgressions there are early childhood experiences that can be woundings and transgressions like there's there's a lot of layers to be a human is quite complex there's a lot of things that go into it and then there's the whole then there's a whole ball of yarn of personal will and the fact that we're not really operating as just purely individuals we're operating as part of a larger collective web um yeah, that's a whole another thing we could we could go into, but it's just all to say that it's just not as simple as that is my experience, my personal experience and what I've seen for people. I do believe mindset work is important. I do believe it's important to align with your intuition. I do believe it's important to take steps in alignment with your intuition. I also believe that it's important to not have expectations that it's going to go like how you think it's going to. It's just it's just not what I've seen. And if it doesn't go like how you think it's going to, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong or you're bad or you're being punished for it or you did something wrong. It's just there can be so many layers into the quote unquote why. And sometimes it's not useful to go into the why. It's rather important to 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 learn how to... Um, to learn how to be with more of the what is and then decide from there what's next, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so we also don't really always have the whole picture. And sometimes we'll get an intuitive hit and then we'll just jump to conclusions before we have a clear picture. And since we are these creatures of control, we live to control, we love to have like certainty. 
We love to take intuitive nudges and like create a giant picture about what it all means, like extrapolate it and make this large story about it. Um, that can also sometimes create a situation where what unfolds is different than what you want because you've created a story, but maybe the story actually hasn't been unveiled to you yet. You know, maybe the story isn't going to be unveiled to you. The only parts of the story that are going to be unveiled to you is the intuitive, okay, take this step. And then, I don't know, a little bit of uncertainty and then take these two steps and then some pause there and then take these three steps and then, oh, here's a challenge. Well, why am I getting a challenge? Well, maybe because you're being invited to really master this lesson right now. Or it could be an ancestral burden. It could be uh, other people's ancestral burdens that they haven't cleaned up, you know, and they're, they're now, uh, you know, unconsciously creating pain with people around them, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I could go on and on. It's like a complex web, right? But it's to say that we, we love to create a picture when sometimes there's not a picture and that's important. So rather than focusing on the next right step and allowing intuition to continue to weave this rich picture over time, we want to jump to conclusions before maybe there is a conclusion. And, and that's important. There's more to learn often. There's a lesson we haven't quite integrated. There's a piece of wisdom we haven't captured. And sometimes that's learning how to embrace challenging circumstances. And sometimes the medicine is to use our voice and personal will to change the challenging circumstances, right? So sometimes it's about embrace and letting go. And sometimes it's about like, no, change, do something like, voice, use your voice, your personal will, do something about it. So sometimes what our souls, our gu- our soul, our guides, our ancestors have in store for us is different than what our ego wants. In fact, most of the time that can be the case and that can be really challenging, frustrating even. But as I always say, intuition really works on a different timeline and there's often wisdom in what's been veiled for, uh, from us. <clears throat> I was just telling a client the other day that if I knew when I had a nudge to leave my full-time government job that, and, and, and like take that leap and not complete my dissertation research. So I like, I did all my coursework. I did all my, I did all my, uh, PhD exams. I got all the way to the end. I turned in my proposal, all this stuff. And then I ended up deciding to walk away from completing my research because it just didn't feel aligned at that time. I knew that that's not what I was meant to write. I was meant to write a different book, which is what I've been working on. If I knew like that leaving my job would lead me to do the work I do now, I probably would have never left because the idea of me doing a full-time gig where I'm working on like all things woo like that, that would have freaked me out. Like maybe I would have locked myself down in that job, trembling in my boots for what was going to come and hiding myself in the quote unquote intuitive closet as tight as possible, never allowing myself to come out because owning my gifts and integrating them into my, my work and my teachings has been one of the most vulnerable things I have ever done in my life ever. It's been very, very challenging. 
And it has stretched me to new levels and new places. It has challenged me. It has pushed me. It has terrified me at times. And it was the best change that I have ever made. But I didn't have the whole picture. I didn't have the whole picture when I had the nudge. I just knew that I was meant to leave that work. I was meant to do um, coaching work and teaching others like full time. I knew that that was the case. I had enough of a client load that it was financially feasible for me to do that transition. And so I took that. But if I knew the greater picture of where I am now, like six, almost seven years later, I don't think I would have taken that leap. So there's wisdom in that veiling. There's wisdom in the veiling from us for us sometimes. So to close, I really want to invite you to reflect on where in your life have you defined sex success on other people's terms? In your work, in your partnerships, in, in your friendships, in your relationship with yourself? And what would shift if you gave yourself permission in one area of your life to experiment with following your intuitive nudges? I'd love to hear from you. Let me know like, what you find. Let me know what you find about your, your nudges. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Marcy Moberg. Um, follow me there. And once you finish listening to the episode, you know, tag me there. Let me know what you discovered. What, what did you discover about your success and how you've maybe defined it in other people's terms? And how are you reclaiming your personal success and, and your ability to define that? In the coming weeks, we'll continue to talk about intuition development and uh, all things about, you know, how do you really get into that place of listening to your inner voice and, and what does that inner voice encompass? What are some challenges with that? So that's what is, is uh, ahead in the weeks ahead. And just thank you again for tuning in. I hope that this episode was of deep, deep service to you. And if it was, I would be so grateful for you to pass on that gift to others by sharing this episode. Much love to you. And remember, being you takes courage. Thank you so much for tuning in today with me on my podcast, Tune In with Marcy. I hope you loved this episode and it enriches you as much as it has for me to create it. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would be so grateful for you to hop on over to Apple Podcasts share your rating, and leave a review. Ideally, five stars. That way, more people can find this podcast, which would be wonderful. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And you can always learn more about me and my work at my website, www.marcymoberg.com. That's my first and last name, .com. Until next time, remember, being you takes courage. Lots of love. Lots of love.